Oh man, I, I messed it up already. Hold on. <laughs> this is such a this is so silly. I love it. Okay, welcome to another episode of Scream Talk, everyone. I just want everyone to know that that's labeled King Supers in my phone because it's, um, I record in the King Supers parking lot. You might hear my dog whine in the background because he's annoyed at me for closing the door. Hold on. <laughs> I thought it's because he liked the song <laughs> and then he doesn't leave. Yeah, Classic he, dog move. He truly just wants the door to be open and protest against it. I have this whole thing where I can't figure out what dogs think doors are and comparing it to what humans imagine portals are okay anyway um this sounds is a, like a bit sounds like someone's coming back to stand up <laughs> no. welcome back welcome back no don't do it don't do it uh, <laughs> um so yeah this is episode three of scream talk uh and we are talking about the 2021 supernatural horror film called deep house this was a pick of mine the and deep I picked house it, the deep house excuse me not, not to be confused with the music deep, music genre. Deep House is a genre music played exclusively in Ubers. The Deep House <laughs> is a movie from 2021. <laughs> and um, I picked it uh, solely because it was on like a list of 2021 best of horror movies and that I loved the premise so much that I just signed up for it. That it was then, So I have yeah. 60 seconds to give you the premise, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Great. Yeah, cool. you want to time me? Um, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that timer up, and then we're we're good to go. Because I think I, I, I like I think this I, a lot. I think um, sixty minutes, sixty seconds is more than enough time. Yeah, I think the last one we did was the hardest one I've I could imagine doing. All right, ready? Sixty seconds. One, two, ready. three, go. All right. In this movie, there is a young thrill-seeking couple who also happen to be YouTube stars who travel around looking for thrills and chills to raise the profile of their YouTube site. And they're kind of suffering. They're not getting the hits that they had hoped for. And they are trying to find this like secluded lake. And when they get there, the lake is not secluded. It's full of tourists. And so they're bummed. And then this stranger offers to take them to the real secret lake. And they go to the real secret lake and they scuba dive. And there is a house at the bottom of the lake, which they then investigate yes it is the titular deep house they go in and it's haunted there you go there you go that's it okay cool 40 you did it in 45 seconds very impressive wow i guess i could have gone into more of this the haunting uh specifics but uh sorry i realized that fan was on really loud so i had to turn it off um Andrew, what did you think of the movie? It, this movie was like actually a pleasant surprise. It functioned pretty well for what it was. I mean, any it, it I guess the closest parallel would be The Descent, which is one of my favorite movies in that in The Descent, even the cave sequences that make up the first part of the movie are tense and engaging. And similarly in this movie, just them scuba diving in a murky lake and finding this house is just so innately spooky that it works very well. It works, uh, the tension as it ratchets it up as they're exploring this mysterious house 
functions functions very well and i was actually surprised at how how well it was working because the premise is so ridiculous like so if, if, as an elevator pitch like it's a haunted house a scuba diving movie it's like i don't know but i mean they went for it they it's clearly an underwater set of a of a house of a spooky house and um i think that for the most part they they pulled it off it's uh it suffers like so many movies do that once the balloon of tension pops and it's like, now it's time for the the scares. Um, it has a hard time living up to the tension that it it had created because it, it did a good job of, I was like, oh man, like, you know, there's a mystery about this house. Clearly something is wrong and they just keep giving you these uh, details. But then once the... Uh, once the spooks are out of the cellar, so to speak, uh, the movie, the movie was not as good. I didn't think it kind of, it felt a little bit, a little bit fumbly. How about you? What did you think of it? I mean, I like, I'm, I'm scared of sharks. That's like my big thing. We've talked about that in this before. And I think there's, I don't consider myself someone who's too claustrophobic, but like the idea of being trapped underwater, I mean, I think as most humans would most humans would find that horrifying, but I think that like the, you know, stories of like underwater caves and people getting trapped down there and stuff is just like the most claustrophobic I could possibly feel. And, uh, as with most horror movies, the more afraid I am of something in real life, like the more I'm drawn to it in a horror movie. And so this felt like a movie to me where I'm like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a good movie. And I don't think it was necessarily scary, but I loved it. I loved it so much. Like all of the all of the underwater shooting and just like the feeling and the way they would switch from different cameras that are clearly, you know, like they're doing the YouTube thing of they're they're cutting to in the story, you know, like the cameras that they are using. I really liked that. I was I, I think it's often a cheap bit, but it the way it fit into the story was so good. And man, just those those feelings, the shots of being underwater. And with this house, with this huge set, were so cool. I was just really, it's like visually a very fun movie to watch. And I liked how they had the music and it was supposed to, like it would show up and it was a part of the plot, like if music was going or not. Um, the horror aspects of it were hilarious, not good. In fact, I would say very bad. Um, but it's, I would recommend the movie because it's just interesting to watch, I think. The scariest part was when the, this, there's a big fish that comes out of the house this, yeah. it, right when they're first going in. That was the yes. scariest part. It makes you jump. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it, uh, I, I, I agree with all yeah. of that. I think, yeah, I think what, one of the most effective things for me, it was kind of a small thing in the movie, but mm -hmm. it, it was, I liked it is there's a scene where the woman is uh she's prepping i guess for the scuba yep. diving trip by holding her breath underwater and she holds her breath for i think it's like a minute and 20 seconds or something and then yep. immediately after that she lies to her boyfriend and tells him that she can hold her breath for three minutes yeah uh she tells him yeah. she's been practicing and she can hold her breath for three minutes so just the fact that you yes. know that she can't hold her breath for three minutes works so well it's just one little detail in the movie but just having that knowledge as you watch everything that happens after that, it worked really well. It was like a very effective little detail to add a layer of dread in there. Because you knew that when their air ran out, 
she lied. She couldn't, uh, she didn't have three minutes of breath holding in her. So, and of course, spoiler, uh, at the end, she can't make it back to the surface. She's swimming, she's trying to escape, and she ends up drowning uh, just a bit shy of the surface. There's one takeaway from that movie. You got to train for scuba oh, yeah. diving. <laughs> and don't lie about, don't lie to scuba diving instructors. Not that her, her boyfriend was. Um, yeah. I, I really loved um, the, the keys of schmuck, right? Like you don't like him. There was a, there was, I love the idea that he's like, can you imagine a million views or whatever? Like he's yeah. so. <laughs> he is. He's, he's a, a, he's a bully and a, and a dork. Although it was, it was one of those movies where it was hard to say if that was just my opinion of him or if the movie actually intended for him to be that. Because sometimes in these movies, it's like, oh, maybe they think he's like cool. Maybe they yeah. think like, yeah, he is obsessed with views, but that's cool, man. He's an influencer. <laughs> uh, it was not clear if the filmmakers thought he was as lame as I yeah. thought he was. But yeah. yes, I agree with you. I, I also thought he was a kind of an overbearing doof and... Also, the actor who played him did not do oh a good gosh. job. It's Mick Jagger's son. And you know what? You are no. rich for life. Why don't you allow some of these acting opportunities for people who actually would like the concept of work and earning <laughs> something? And you can just go back to being one of the wealthiest children in the world. <laughs> You'd better be so good at acting. <laughs> If you are Mick Jagger's kid and you're oh getting cast, God. I expect a next level performance from you. Yeah. If for no other reason, then you should have been hiring the best acting coaches. You should have been going to the best acting schools and you should be truly great. And you, you were, were not. Were not. <laughs> he There's was, no way you were the best actor Hooper who uh, auditioned for that role or even the right actor for that role. <laughs> it's just, uh, but the, I'm sorry to rag the on actress you, Camille Rowe did do a good job. I thought she did. Oh, yeah. Um, she was engaging. She, she did enough with, with a little, I would say. Another interesting thing about that movie is I bet for the bulk of the movie, that wasn't even them that we were watching. I highly no. doubt that was them swimming around no, the house. No. It was just yeah. their voices, uh, which yeah. was which kind of clever- an interesting technique as well yeah it's, it's a clever production thing like i i kind of like liked that i don't know it, it, you know it's like the when you can see the stunt man a little bit but i still thought it was cool yeah, um how they like the concept of it and they did the classic which according to my friend is basically science fiction diving helmets that have like radios in them so people can just talk uh which according to my friend is not really a thing but it works really? for movies like this. They can't. You can't have them like signing to each other, right? Still, now you can't. You can't communicate. I don't. I didn't know that. About, I'm not up to date on scuba diving technology. Apparently not, unless unless he doesn't know. But they they used it in 47 meters down, also. And I think for movies that take place underwater, you've got to you've got to use that, yeah, because well, you need to. Chris Brenner will know. Uh, you know, yeah, will will tell us if if he listens to this, <laughs> if that's um, if that's true or not. But. Yeah, so the haunting is it's a house, it's a pre-World War II home where they kidnapped yeah. kids and I believe does it say what the, specifically they with the kids just kill them for like evil ritual basically? I don't think they were like eating them, were they? Oh, if they um, were, I don't remember it being clear. But you do discover that kids were missing 
This family was responsible for killing them. The villagers came in and killed the family. Uh, and their bodies are still hanging down in the in the basement. Their ghosts are still haunting the place. But uh, their son escaped. And the son was the stranger who offered to take the couple to the lake, which was a twist that I kind of expected. But yeah. uh, it was a twist nonetheless. But as the ghosts... Um, come out they they vary in scariness there's a scene toward the end where they're leading them in and there's like a projector and they're like showing them something and it was like okay we've gone i think we've gone a little bit too far with the underwater theater room here but (laughs) yeah yeah what like the the sequence of the movie between when they go underwater to where the house is and pretty much after they find the bodies down below is i really enjoyed and then like everything yeah. after that, I was just like, I don't, I could barely follow it. You know, like I, I looked up in the plot description, they were using the children for satanic sacrifices. Okay. And I, you know, and I think that like part of it is the town then now like sacrifices people to it to like keep it fed or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the paranormal parts of it. I, I did not really enjoy. And I thought were very sloppy. Yeah, that projector scene was not good, but yeah, that was too much. Um, yeah. A step too far. It also wasn't clear. Like two of the, there were two bodies that seemed to be physical bodies that were like chasing them around. But then there were also ghosts that seemed to have yeah, kind of a like physical presence too, too, and also some possession. So yeah, it was kind of all over the place. As I said, once the once the balloon popped, as they say. Um, it couldn't quite live up to its own its own level of dread. But like you said, uh, the different techniques did work. The the found footage kind of GoPro stuff worked mixed with um, just, you know, traditional filmmaking. And then they also had an underwater drone with like sonar, like an insane level of technology for this struggling YouTube channel that right. can only afford right. a submersible drone with its own sonar system. Um, but like the drone worked dollars as like, well. Oh, know. easily. Yeah, easily. But, uh, it was fun the way they would use the drone to kind of explore and it could like ping the rooms. It was a nice little extra, um, level as well. Also, once the haunting started, the house just magically changed. So like, uh, the window that they escaped from was suddenly bricked up, That's things right. like that. And it was like, I don't think you needed to do that. You should have just had something like fall across the stairs to block it. Or I don't know. It just seemed weird to, cause if, if the house can do that, if it can do anything, then, then why even like chase them around? Like yeah. why it just, it, yeah, it just kind of felt, it felt weird for sure. But it has the yeah. classic doom ending where everybody dies. The guy dies, he's possessed and she ends up stabbing him. And then, she can't make it back to the surface. So it has the, uh, what would you call that? The tragic ending? Sure. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good description. Yeah. I, I, um, I like that. I'm, I'm like a, I'm always a fan of a movie that's okay having not everybody make it out. Um, if it feels like the right answer, you know, and, I feel like it did. Now, this is the one yeah. where I would have been kind of bummed, I think. I just would have, like, rolled my eyes a little bit harder at it if they hadn't. Because it, it makes sense with, like, her lying about the, the time, too. It really yeah. kind of, like, tied things together. Like, I get it that. It's a little, yeah, silly. But uh, I thought that was better than having her, like, stab him and get away. 
Yeah, because the movie does make it seem like she will probably get away and then she doesn't. And yeah, yeah I'm glad that they that they didn't just kind of fudge their own rule or whatever. And they were like, yeah, she couldn't she couldn't hold her breath that long. She never should have told him that she could have. But yeah, yeah, so, better than I expected, though. Definitely better a, than I expected. Yeah, I agree. It was, it, I would recommend what if you like a bad horror movie, like if it's not going to turn you off from that, it's it's not great. It is definitely still a fun watch. Like, um, yeah, it's really it not that bad. Movie. There's definitely worse movies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I said, the production values. It's clearly an underwater set that is a house for yeah for all intents and purposes. So they clearly um, went all in on the premise. I'm just making up this segment because we this this podcast doesn't have any rules right now. But um, can you think of uh, you know we talked about how you love the rules. Are there any rules violations in this movie, Andrew? Can you list any um, inconsistencies? <laughs> oh yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah. We'll call it flag on the field. This uh, segment field. is called yeah. flag on the field. Yeah. <laughs> As I march on to ruin everyone's good yeah. time of a horror movie by explaining the rules that were broken. Yeah, Andrew uh, stops the movie, explains to everyone. <laughs> The inconsistencies. Let's go. You could yeah. just insert a like a whistle, like a gym whistle, and I come on the field. Okay. The um, there were a few rules violations. I would say um, there are two human corpses in the basement that have not decayed, despite being underwater in a lake for upwards of uh, eighty years now. They seem to be in the exact same condition they were when they were killed, yet they are physically there. Uh, they're wearing like torture masks and they're hanging on chains. Uh, so right there, it's kind of odd that how are they preserved? How do, do we find out? We do not find out. Uh, and then they come to life. They're kind of uh, wandering through the house, trying to grab our our heroic couple. And then there are also ghosts that just show up. There's the ghost of the daughter who just shows up as a phantasm and also seems i i don't remember her grabbing anyone but she seems just as real as the as the couple who's kind of shuffling around the house so i would say that there's a rules violation there and in that it's like who who's a ghost and who is not a ghost and what's going on with these physical bodies that are totally preserved and faking dead apparently but the movie Here's here's I think where the movie blundered. You they come down into this kitchen, they find that there's a secret door that they go somewhere, and there's a gigantic crucifix that's also acting as a lock bar on the door. I love it works so well. You're like it's there's so something silly. super evil behind this door, and they're using this huge crucifix crossbar to lock it down there. Nothing. Finding nothing down there would have been so much scarier than all of the Halloween store shit that they put down there. Yeah. Having it be empty, but there be a presence that was locked and trapped in that room would have been a hundred times. Look at the Blair Witch Project, a, a tremendously scary and effective movie that never needed to show you the supernatural presence. That would yeah. have worked so freaking well. Like they got uh, out this kind movie. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're lifting this crucifix off the door. Um, but then it's like, oh, half the members of Slipknot are down here hanging on, uh, <laughs> hanging on chains. And it's, <laughs> that is a good description of what they look like. Yeah, it yeah. diminished it for sure. But, um, so yeah, I would say there's a rules violation and just not, uh, not really establishing 
the rules of the quote unquote monsters. Yeah. Uh, um, I, that's that's decided, the big one. I've also decided uh, as a part of this bit, I'm uh, it's my responsibility as the du- as the dungeon master of this podcast, which I don't know why I just granted <laughs> myself that term. You're also a dungeon master. <laughs> Um, to argue against you in these rules violations. Ooh, okay. And I yeah, will always, so propose, always. always propose uh, my best reasoning for why I think it works. Um, I love this. Decay's body, uh, uh, body's not decayed. It makes sense logically, but we are also talking about a satanic cult here. So these are some sort of undead creatures that have reached the point of like, oh, this is how their bodies were. But then they got, once they get possessed by some sort of satanic power, stops the decaying process. They then live forever in this frozen state um who's a ghost and who's not uh they get to choose you know they get to choose that's part of their power here is that they uh can be the bodies can be the ghosts so i think they're presenting things to people so that the people are afraid and they're intentionally scaring them kind of like feed off the negative energy type of thing and then uh then use their powers as they will the crucifix um I, I I don't have one for that. I think the I think they got out anyway. Oh, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't yeah. a rules violation. That was just okay. something cool. Good. I was gonna oh, say those that. are great. Those are great yeah. those explanations. Are so you can listener at home, you can decide who you think sustained. Is right. Yeah. Sustained. Um, yeah. Okay, we can press play on the movie and have fun again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is fun. I like this. So yeah, you yeah. next time, next one you watch, you keep track of any rules violations and uh, maybe, maybe I will as well. So we can, we can, if I see any that bother me and you don't, then we can uh, swap off roles here. You can I get love a DM it. of the podcast. So. Interestingly enough, this movie was under 90 minutes long. I think it was like yeah. 86 minutes, I want to say, mm-hmm. uh, which I was all about. I was like, oh my God, this is the length for a scary movie. It's really yes. the length for any movie, but definitely a scary movie. But then the movie felt long. I don't know if it was just, uh, once the ghosts came out, it was just a lot of like, Wah! kind of yeah. like going nowhere and doing nothing. But it it did not feel like a brisk eighty six minutes. It felt it felt longer. It kind of yeah. felt like a slog, and that's only because uh, it didn't have a lot a lot to do for a significant chunk of of the end of the movie. Yeah, once you started hallucinating, I was just like, I was kind of out. I was like, this this is let's wrap it up. Um, you're right. It didn't like escalate really past that. It was just the same consistent, like what's happening. We're stuck. Um, didn't, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. I, I think it was fun. I think there's just like a lot of, uh, like good shots for a good time. I mean, I, um, I don't know if you know this about me. I, like, I think we talked, we talked about me being afraid of sharks, but I tried to, when I was like 16, uh, my aunt lives in Hawaii. And so like, my family's only like fancy vacation we ever took in my life were um go, was going to Hawaii to visit my aunt because we could just like you know fly out there and stay with her um and so I've been to Hawaii more than I've been to like <laughs> any place else um and uh when I was 16 my aunt's really into scuba diving when I was 16 I tried to get certification in the middle of Indiana which was funny a uh get scuba diving certification so that when I went to visit her, I could go scuba diving. Um, and I did it in like a pool in a YMCA two towns over or whatever. There's just one guy who was very passionate about scuba diving and I could not do it in the pool. I would like 
they, they do the, the test where you have to take like take the rebreather out or like the, and then you have to reach for it and then put it back in and every time i would just like pop i would just like panic and go up to the top of the surface and the you know, we'd do it again and again and again. Finally, the instructor was like, hey, you know, if you do that in real life, your body's going to burst, you know, <laughs> like was giving me, oh, God. <laughs> I, I think he said it better than that, but like gave me the Ben's that talk. The and gist like, of it. Wow. You know, and I couldn't do it. So I've always just been like, oh man, I'm good. So man, that deep, the deep oceans, like the underwater stuff, like really, it like tickles that same panic button in my brain, which um, I enjoyed. So I think I'm kind of like a sucker for these type of movies, but. Yeah, I don't think I could ever. I've never gone scuba diving, and I honestly don't think I could. I have a, I have a. Also, I have a thing with like pressurized canisters. They make me like really nervous to be around oh. any kind of pressurized canister. Even like WD forty, little ones like that, like canned air, not as, not quite as much, but mm-hmm. large um, pressurized canisters such as uh, scuba tanks, things like yeah. that. I just feel anxious around them. I think I've watched too many movies where they explode when shot or something. Yeah, they're used though, as weapons. Yeah. Even though uh, I don't know how likely that is. But, oh, actually, I, I did watch a video of um, this guy was testing out some high-powered rifle and he shot a, uh, like a scuba tank and it absolutely exploded in the most insane way. So uh, oh, to, having that on my back and like hooking it up to me, I just have this like insane fear i don't even know if it could do this but like if it, what if it malfunctioned and it ejected all of its contents through the rebreather in into uh to your mouth and just really? like blew you up and popped you from the inside like a balloon what if that it, happened uh i i was listening to this uh like survival story podcast uh because i was on this long car trip this weekend and i learned a thing about avalanches that if a way people can die from avalanches i guess this should probably come with a trigger warning um for death and bodily well, horror if you're listening it, so. to this podcast uh we've already yeah. we've already i'll put it in the description or something <laughs> yeah. um but um uh they a way you can die from avalanches is it's called plugging um where snow gets forced into your mouth and oh down your throat snow and ice get forced into your mouth and down your throat so you suffocate because the force of things like get shoved in your mouth and down your throat and you cannot breathe because it's like plug, it's called plugging because it plugs up your body I know. So when you described I had never that, I, like, I already thought avalanches were scary enough just yeah. based on getting entombed in snow and ice like that. And then you got to worry about it shooting down your wow. So yeah. what's the thing? You just keep your mouth shut and don't yeah. scream when the avalanche is hitting? Cover your mouth. Yeah. Keep do your I did hear that if you're trapped in an avalanche you should pee your pants so you could tell which direction uh the surface is, yeah. Yeah, imagine digging a hole and then finding the ground and then being like fuck I have to go oh all the God. way back up, you know. Ugh. Um, so new things to be afraid of on this podcast. Yeah, always I, something new. <laughs> I also like how um, the canister fear and the, my shark fear are both overlapped in Jaws. Um, because yeah. that's like the end is he blows up a canister right. in that moment. They so use the where... canister to blow him up. Well, oh, we're going to have to put some shark movies on this list. I don't think it's going to be next, but I've okay. got some. We're going to have to get some some good shark movies not trash shark movies yeah um well i've seen every shark movie on hulu 
Um, except for I think there's one called Dream Sharks, which I, I realized I haven't watched yet. So I've watched a ton, but you absolutely have scooped me by watching the stuff that I I will not. I will not go into that the cellar of Hulu oh, uh, for the mon- the monstrosities. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll like rank for this podcast. I'll like rank my my, my rating of shark movies um, on there. You should we should we should have my pal Kevin Culp on this because he's he is watching every shark movie that's like ever been released and what? ranking them. Yeah. Oh, then we, we have uh, to have him on. I would love to, because yeah. I, I would probably be able to talk to him about a lot of the list. So that, that sounds great. We should, we should. I would also maybe we could do a double dip because he's also yeah. a game. He's also a, an amazing game designer. So okay, maybe he cool. could be on the dungeon and we could just knock out uh, two episodes in one. But um, so overall scary rating, overall movie rating. Um, overall scary, uh, I would give it a three. I think because that like those only those ticking points are just for like the claustrophobia I felt, but it, it, even again, it was just more of like, this is fascinating than anything else. And then overall movie rating, I think a six, uh, like, like it was fun, not very good. Uh, but like, you know, over, over, over the line. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of tricky. The scares, like I said, uh, just the scuba diving was effective for me. Cause just, being in a house scuba diving uh just felt tense to me uh that fish really scared me good that fish was really the hero of the movie it shows up later on too so it's kind of a creepy looking fish anyway but um uh the fish far scarier than any of the ghosts in the movie i would say scares wise gosh i guess i'll go for although the second half nothing was really scaring me at all, but I'm going to go with a four just for how apprehensive I felt in the buildup. And then overall movie, I think I'm going to go with a five. Okay. Maybe a generous five. Um, But I like an audacious premise. I like that they shot for the moon and did it. Could, could they maybe have uh, used a little more thought on the, the landing and, and, some of the the third act scary stuff sure yeah they probably could have but whatever they were too busy building a house underwater for <laughs> <scuba> dive in. <laughs> so that's the so, deep house what are we what are we doing next time i think it's, it's my you, turn it's to your choose yeah, i'm know. going with another movie from that list of best movies and one that i'm dang excited to watch is called the cursed so if you don't want anything spoiled you should watch the cursed and we're going to chat about it in the next episode all right. I'm stoked. Um, well, cool. Uh, that's this week's Until episode. Until next time. Yeah, thanks Keep for your mouth out. shut during avalanches. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Let's go out on that. <laughs>